Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Happy New Month, everyone. And it's such an amazing new month. I hope you are expectant. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues. Praying um, using the scripture, 1 Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying for the salvation of all men all around the world specifically praying for whatever country you are connected from at this time, your county, your local government, your state. Right now, we're going to be praying. And as we pray, we're also going to be interceding for ministers of the gospel all around the world. Hallelujah. That they are strong in faith, giving glory to God. And their faith does not waver, but they are bold for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and continually encouraging the brethren and bringing the good news, the gospel, to men all around the world. Let's kindly unmute ourselves as we speak in other tongues. Oh, my God. 
Lord, we bless your holy name, O God. We exalt you for you are God. You are excellent in all of your ways. Ye kerebo soto ko barara bo shata ha, masata kabaya la basata kabaya. 
we thank you, O oh God, for many all around the world. Hallelujah. I come into the knowledge of the truth, O oh God, of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Scales are falling off of their eyes. Hallelujah. This one's, O oh God. Hallelujah. They are seeking after salvation. Hallelujah. Your heart is burning, O oh God. And the right men, the right women, oh God, the men, the materials, oh God, allocating them, oh God, bringing them the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they are receptive, oh God. We see men everywhere, oh God, receiving Christ, hallelujah. Even our immediate family members, oh God. And people we meet on a daily basis, hallelujah. They are coming to Christ, hallelujah. Their hearts are receptive, oh God, irrespective, oh God, of the things that they've imbibed, the culture. The traditions, the mindset that they've imbibed, oh God. Oh dear Lord Jesus, they suddenly become receptive, oh God. Their heart of stone is taken away, hallelujah. And their heart of flesh given to them, oh God, that they may understand, oh God, the truth of God's word. And they'll come to that position, oh God, that place, Paragabaya, where their desire is only unto the Lord. We thank you, O God, for ministers of the gospel all around the world. Laka sika mayala bashata. You're preaching the word of God with boldness, hallelujah. With confidence, hallelujah. Yes, because they've been charged with the responsibility of building of God, building of the body of Christ. Bringing us all into the perfection. Ready for the rapture. This was the not failing their duty, hallelujah. But they are confident in the Lord. They preach the word of God with boldness. They speak confidently and boldly, hallelujah. These ones are strong in faith, giving glory to God, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are being connected at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Happy New Month, everyone. Welcome to the month of April. Hallelujah. And happy Easter in a few days. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always lead prayers, hallelujah. And right now we're going over to the Rhapsody segment. Glory to God. So we're gonna be seeing it on the screen in a few minutes. Brother Jose, could, please, could you help put up the Rhapsody of Realities? Okay. I'm going to be sharing my screen right now.
Praise God. Okay, the Rhapsody is, is up on the screen. So just in case you don't have the copy of um, Rhapsody for this month yet. And it says, discover who you are in him. Our text is taken from Romans 12, from verse 2. It says, and be not confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Pastor goes on to say, before the coming of the Messiah, it was prophesied that Elijah would come first, Malachi 4, 5 to 6. The scribes used this prophecy as evidence against messiahship, against the messiahship of Jesus. But the disciples, having seen Elijah with their own eyes, talking with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, you can read that in Matthew 17 from verse 1 to 3, asked Jesus, why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? That's in Matthew 17 verse 10. To their surprise, Jesus confirmed the scribes' instance that... To their surprise, Jesus confirmed the scribes' insistence that Elijah must come first before the Messiah. He said, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not. But have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Matthew 17 from verse 11 to 12. The Bible says, then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist in Matthew 17, 13. Elijah already came, but they didn't know it because they were looking in the flesh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is amazing because today in Israel, they are still waiting for the Messiah and they are still waiting for Elijah. It says, there are many Christians who are like that today. All they are dreaming, praying, struggling to be and having in God, they already are. And already have. But they don't know it. This is why you must know the word. Through the knowledge of the word, you are enlightened as to your identity and heritage in Christ. Praise the Lord. Pastor is telling us here, a lot of Christians are still praying those prayers, struggling and desiring that God will give them what they already have. <laughs> what, they, what, what they already have, but because of their lack of knowledge, they don't know that they have that. You know, he says, you are enlightened through the word of God. Through the word, you know the things that you have already. You know, the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. Irrespective of what you can see, irrespective of what you can observe, all that he is is what you are already. Irrespective of the situation that you see yourself in. You might see yourself in that situation where it's as if, no, there's no, there's no financing or the health seems shaky. You know, there's a challenge in your health. But he said unto you, he says, I wish above all things that I may yes, dwell in health, even as thy soul prospers. Hallelujah. So that is his desire for you. And his desire for you has already come to pass in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, nothing could be greater or better than Christ in you and you in Christ. 
nothing. He says, you've got to come to the full realization that as he is, so are you in this world. You are his righteousness, the expression of all the perfect things that are consistent with his nature. His goodness, his kindness, his love, his humility and excellence. You know, a lot of people are praying, oh Lord, make me kind, make me patient, make me humble, give me perfect health. But he says, by his stripes, ye were healed. In Isaiah, he says, by his stripes, that means through his stripes, you will be healed. But when he came to the New Testament, he said, you were already healed. You were already. And you know, going to a higher level, Paul comes and tells us that, see, your, your heritage in Christ is divine health. Divine health. So you're not the one looking for healing. You're not the one trying to see healing, you know, trying to conjure healing because of your many prayers. No, it is who you are. And through the knowledge of God's word inside of you, you know, meditating on the scriptures, you come to a realization that I'm the healed of Christ. So why am I observing life vanities? Why? In Jonah, Jonah said, he says, they that observe lying vanities, they forsake their own mercy. Why am I forsaking my own mercy? Why am I forsaking who I am already? Praise the Lord. He says, this is why our theme verse admonishes that you renew your mind because it's only through the scriptures by the spirit that you discover what God has already made you and granted you in Christ. Hallelujah. The scriptures already told us we pile up gold as dust. That is our inheritance in Christ Jesus. We are not, paper money is, is a joke. We pile up gold as dust. Hallelujah. It says, and the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brooks. Meaning we can find it everywhere. It's visible. It's clear for us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's who we are. Who we are in Christ. We are the prosperous ones. He called us into a life of prosperity, excellence, glory, virtue. That's where we are. So we refuse to live below that standard. We refuse to accept anything that tells us otherwise. Hallelujah. We refuse to accept anything that is inconsistent with what we already know we have. Praise the Lord. This life that he has brought us, we dwell in it. We reign in it. We rule in it. We are conscious of it. And if you've been following the, 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 the messages, anything is possible. You hear pastors saying, the way you soak this thing inside of you is true meditation. True meditation. You take that scripture. As it is, so am I in this world. As it is, so am I in this world. Not as he was. Not as he was. Not that man walking in Galilee, in the streets of Jerusalem, that went to um, all the cities. No. As he is, who is he? He's currently seated at the right hand of God the Father. He's reigning and ruling. He's a king. He's a prince of peace. Hallelujah. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the one that says, Shalom, Shalom to you. Peace with prosperity. Hallelujah. That is what he has given to you as your right in him. Peace with prosperity. Because we have that confident assurance. That very, very confident assurance that we dwell in peace with prosperity. Hallelujah. He has not only given us peace, but he added prosperity. Isn't it amazing? That is who we are. So where others are losing their head all around us, where others are panicking, where others are in trouble, we know where we rule and reign. We are dead that are seated, 
seated in the place of peace. We are there that are seated in the place of prosperity. Hallelujah. Say, while others are losing their head, you will say to these ones that they should come up here. You will be the one to tell them, come up here. Come to where I am right now. You will not be the one looking for help. He said, you will say that there is lifting up. Not that you will be seeking lifting up. You will be the one to give lifting up to the people. You will be the one to stretch your hands as they come up here. And that's why we preach the gospel. When you have come to that realization of who you are in Christ, then you can confidently tell anybody around you, this situation that you are in, come up here to where I am. Receive the gospel and be saved. Praise the Lord. So it is, it is such an amazing thing. But how can we put this thing? How do we drive it deeper? How do we drive our roots deeper in this knowledge of Christ? It's true meditation. Where you take that scripture and you ponder upon it. You mutter it. And before you know, you begin to dance with it. And before you know, you begin to roar with it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's such, it's such an amazing thing to know what God has given to us. When you find out in the scripture that no, I can't be sick. It is inconsistent for me to be sick. It is inconsistent for me to lack. It's, in, it's inconsistent for me to lack direction. Why? Because the scripture says, it says, thou shalt hear a word behind this saying. This is the way. Walk here in it. You are not looking for you're not looking for um, who to help you. Praise the Lord. You're not looking for who to help you. You're not looking for... You're not looking for who to advise you. You have the Spirit of God in you. Who is advising you constantly? You have the Spirit of God who is in you, who is talking to you on a daily basis, telling you how to move, how to operate in your life. If you pay attention, you will hear him. Because he has already said, I have given you the comforter. I have given you the counselor. I sent him to come and live in and with you. But if you do not realize that this one that lives inside you, the Holy Spirit that lives inside you, he's your comforter. He's your guide. He's your advocate. He's your ever-present help in time of need. He will go all around looking for help, running helter-skelter. If you listen to pastor, you will hear it every time. He says, why will you have the Holy Spirit? The Lord himself, the one that created the heaven and the earth in Genesis chapter one, verse two, the one who hovered over the earth and made it something. How will you have him inside of you and be looking for man to help you? It is through the knowledge of the word that you will come to that place and know that the one that lives inside of me, truly he is the greater one. So where would be I be looking for another one? Well, I have the greatest of the greatest living inside of me. Hallelujah. The word of God is our confident assurance. Is our confident assurance. And thank God. Thank God for the inspired by the word. We are daily learning. Learning the truth of God's word. We are daily searching the scriptures. Going through the scriptures. And not just here. When you are on your own, you pick that one scripture. Every day, and you ponder upon it. You think upon it. As you are walking, as you are doing anything, you are thinking that scripture. You are analyzing it. You are dividing it, rightly dividing it in your spirit. Hallelujah. Such that when you come out, you are looking, and you are smiling at every situation like, <laughs> I've got the greater one. 
I know what God said about this situation already. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so very much, esteemed Amarak. RJ, over to you at this time. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the ministration. Hallelujah. She is so I am in this world. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, esteemed sister. Tamaka for this opportunity. I'll be taking the further study. We're reading from 1 Corinthians 3, 21 to 22. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1, 3. According as his divine power has given unto us, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. And finally, Romans 8, 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Praise God. So we're going to be taking the confession together. You already know how we do it. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. It's displayed on the screen. Everything I require for life and godliness has been granted me by God. I refuse to look in the flesh. I don't struggle and I don't fret. Every provision of the gospel is both legally and vitally my possession now. I walk in my inheritance, in the full blessings of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brodozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time and happy new month. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on where we're connecting from. Welcome to this time of devotion. Thank you, everyone, for being consistent with this daily Bible reading plan. Thank you, Sister Martha, for this wonderful platform. So we've been reading through the New Testament, and we're reading the book of Luke, the reading the message translation. Happy New Month to everyone. So Luke chapter 9, from verse 1 to 17, the message translation. The caption is, keep it simple. Verse 1, Jesus now called the 12 and gave them authority and power to deal with all the demons and cure diseases. He commissioned them to preach the news of God's kingdom and heal the sick. He said, don't load yourself up with equipment. Keep it simple. You are the equipment. And no luxury inns. Get a modest place and be content there until you leave. If you are not welcomed, leave town. Don't make a scene. 
shrug your shoulders and move on. Commissioned, they left. They traveled from town to town, telling the latest news of God, the Messiah. The, the message, telling the latest news of God, the message, and curing people everywhere they went. Herod, the ruler, heard of this going, of these goings going on, goings on, and didn't know what to think. There were people saying John had come back from the dead. Others that Elijah had appeared. Still others that some prophets of long ago had shown up. Herod said, but I killed John, took off his head. So who is this that I keep hearing about? Curious, he looked for a chance to see him in action. The apostles returned and reported on what they had done. Jesus took them away off by themselves near the town called Bethsaida. But the crowd got wind of it and followed. Jesus graciously welcomed them and talked to them about the kingdom of God. Those who needed healing, he healed. The caption, bread and fish for 5,000. As the day declined, the 12 said, dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the farms or villages around here and get a room for the night and a bite to eat. We are out in the middle of nowhere. You feed them, Jesus said. They said, we couldn't scrape up more than five loaves of bread and a couple of fishes. Unless, of course, you want us to go to town ourselves and buy food for everyone. There were more than 5,000 people in the crowd. But he went ahead and directed his disciples. Sit them down in groups of about 50. They did what he said and soon had everyone seated. He took the five loaves and two fishes, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread and fish to the disciples to hand out to the crowd. After the people had all eaten their fill, 12 baskets of leftovers were gathered up. I mean, the Lord bless this reading in our hearts. And as we, meet, we, as we go out today, we go out experiencing the miraculous, commanding the miraculous in our businesses, in our lives, in our affairs, in Jesus' name. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. Have a blessed new month. Thank you very much. Okay, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Brother Z. Um, now, we're happy new month, everyone. We are moving over to the Old Testament reading, and we are looking at Joshua 10. Taking three chapters today, Joshua 10 to 12, so starting with this one. From verse 1, the caption is the five kings. From verse 1, it wasn't long before my master, Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and destroyed it and its king under a holy course, just as he had done to Jericho and its king. He also learned that the people of Gibeon 
had come to terms with Israel and were living as neighbors. He and his people were alarmed. Gibeon was a big city, as big as any, with a king and bigger than I, and all its men were seasoned fighters. Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent word to Hobam, king of Hebron, Param, king of Jamuth, Japhia, king of Oh. Okay, I'll take that again. So, okay. Okay, I'll take from the three again. I don't need to say Sent Param, king of Jamoth, Japhia, king of Lachish, and Deber, king of Eglon. Come and help me. Let's give you. They've joined up with Joshua and the people of Israel to the five Amorites as Western kings, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jamoth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, combined their army and set attack Gibeon. And of Gion's word to come up here quickly, Joshua out from Gilgal, his whole army with him, all those tough soldiers. God told him, Don't give them a second thought. I put them under your thumb. Not one of them will stand up to you. Joshua marched all night from Gilgal and took them by total surprise. God threw them into total confusion before Israel, a major victory at Gibeon. Israel chased them along the ridge to Beth Horon and fought them all the way down to Azekah and Makeda as they ran from the people of Israel down from the Beth Horon ridge and all the way to Azekah. God pitched huge stones on them out of the sky, and many died. <laughs> More died from the hailstones than the, than the people of Israel killed with the sword. Verse 12, the day God gave Amorites up to Israel, Joshua spoke to God with all Israel listening. Stop, sun, over Gibeon. Halt, moon, over Aijalon Valley. And sun stopped, and moon stood stuck still until he defeated his enemies. Praise God. Verse 13, you can find this written in the book of Joshua. The sun stopped in its tracks in mid-sky, just sat there all day. There's never been a day like that before or since. God took orders from a human voice, from a human voice. Truly, God fought for Israel. Hallelujah. Verse 15, then Joshua returned all Israel with him to the camp of Gilgal. Meanwhile, the five kings had hidden in the cave at Makeda. Joshua was told, the five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. Joshua said, roll big stones against the mouth of the cave and post guards to keep watch. 
but don't you hang around. Go after your enemies. Cut off their retreats. Don't let them back into their cities. God has given them to you. Joshua and the people of Israel then finished them off. Total devastation. Only a few got away to the fortified towns. Rolami then returned intact to the camp and to Joshua at Makeda. There was no criticism that day from the people of Israel. <laughs> the Bible had to record that there was no criticism that day. Verse 22, then Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring me those five kings. They did it. They brought him, the five kings from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jamuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. Then they had, then they had them all there in front of Joshua. He called up the army and told the field commanders who had been who had been with him, "Come here, put your feet on the necks of these kings." They stepped up and put their feet on their necks. Joshua told them, "Don't hold back. Don't be timid. Be strong." Be confident this is what God will do to all your enemies when you fight them. And Joshua struck and killed the kings. He hung them on five trees where they remained until evening. At sunset, Joshua gave the command. He took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden. They put large stones at the mouth of the cave. The kings are still in there. The caption, no survivors. That same day, Joshua captured Makeda a massacre that included the king. He carried out the holy cause, no survivors. Makeda's king got the same treatment as Jericho's king. Joshua, all Israel with him, moved on from Makeda to Libna and fought against Libna. God gave Libna to Israel. They captured city and king and massacred the lot, no survivors. Libna's king got the same treatment as Jericho's king. Joshua, all Israel with him, moved on from Libna to Lachish. He set up camp nearby and attacked. God gave Lachish to Israel. Israel took it in two days and killed everyone. He carried out the holy cause. The same with Libna. Oram, king of Geza, arrived to help Lachish. Joshua attacked him and his army until there was nothing left of them. No survivors. Joshua, all Israel with him, moved on from Lachish to Eglon. They set up camp and attacked. They captured it and killed everyone carrying out the holy cause, the same as they had done with Lachish. Joshua, all Israel with him, went up from Eglon to Hebron. He attacked and captured it. They killed everyone, including its king, its village, its villages, and their people. No survivors, the same as with Eglon. They carried out the holy cause on city and people. Then Joshua, all Israel with him, turned toward Deber and attacked it. He captured it its king and its villages. They killed everyone. They put everyone and everything under the holy cause. No survivors. Deborah and its king got the same treatment as Hebron and its king, and Libna and its king. Verse 40. Joshua took the whole country, hills, deserts, foothills, and mountain slopes, including all kings. He left no survivors. He carried out the holy cause on everything that breathed, just as God, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua's conquest stretched from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and from the entire region of Goshen to Gibeon. Joshua took all these kings and their lands in a single campaign because God 
the God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua, all Israel with him, went back to camp at Gilgal. Praise the Lord. Now, move to chapter 11. Hallelujah. When, from verse 1, when Jabin, king of Hazor, heard of all this, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madam, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Akshaf, to all the kings in the northern mountains, to the kings in the valley south of Kinneret, to the kings in the western foothills, and Nafo, Dor, to the Canaanites, both east and west, to the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and to the Hivites below Hermon in the region of Mizpah. They came out in full force, all their troops massed together, a huge army in number like sand on an ocean beach, to say nothing of all the horses and chariots. All these kings met and set up camp together at the waters of Merah, ready to fight against Israel. <laughs> God said to, Israel, to Joshua, don't worry about them. This time tomorrow, I will hand them over to Israel, all dead. You will hamstring their horses. You will set fire to their chariots. Joshua, his entire army with him, took them by surprise. Falling on them at the waters of Merah, God gave them to Israel, who struck and chased them all the way to greater, greater Sidon, to miss Misrep fourth main, and then to the valley of Mizpah on the east. No survivors. Joshua treated them, following God's instructions. He armstrong their horses. He bound up their chariots. Then Joshua came back and took Hazor, killing its king. Early on, Hazor had been head of all these kingdoms. He killed every person there, carrying out the holy cause. Not a breath of life left anywhere. Then he burned down Hazor. Joshua captured the massacre of all massacre. Okay. Joshua captured and massacred all the royal towns with their kings. The holy cause commanded by, Joshua, by Moses, the servant of God. But Israel didn't burn the cities that were built on mounts, except for Hazor. Joshua did burn down Hazor. The people of Israel plundered all the loot, including the cattle from these towns for themselves. But they killed the people. Total destruction. They left nothing human that breathed. Verse 15, just as God commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did it. He didn't leave incomplete one thing that God had commanded Moses. Verse 16, Joshua took the whole country, the mountains, the southern desert, all of Goshen, the foothills, the valley, the Arabah, and the Israel mountains with their foothills from Mount Hala, which towers over the region of Seir, all the way to Baal in the valley of Lebanon in the shadows of Mount Hermon. He captured their kings and then killed them. Joshua fought against these kings for a long time. Not one town made peace with the people of Israel, with the one exception of the Hivites who lived in Gibeon. Israel fought and took all the rest. It was God's idea. It was God's idea that they all would stubbornly fight the Israelites so he could put them under the holy cause without mercy. That way, he could destroy them, just as God had commanded Moses. Joshua came out 
at that time also to root out the Anakim from the hills, from the Hebron, from Deba, from Anak, from the mountains of Judah, from the mountains of Israel. Joshua carried out the Holy Cross on them and their cities. No Anakim were left in the land of the people of Israel, except in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod, where there were a few left there. Joshua took the whole region. He did everything that God had told Moses. Then he pursued it out as an inheritance to Israel, according to their tribes. And Israel had rest from war. Wow, wow, wow. Praise the Lord. Okay, and I hand over to Pastor Deborah to take us through Joshua chapter 12. Thank you very much. Praise God. Thank you, um, Brother John. The defeated kings. These are the kings that the people of Israel defeated and whose land they took on the east of the Jordan from the Al Arnon Gorg to Mount Hermon, with the whole eastern side of the Ar Abba Valley. Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned from Ashbon, his rule extended from Ara, which sits at the edge of the Ar Anon George, Anon Gog, from the middle of the Gog and over half of the Gilead to the Gog of the Jabok River, which is the border of the Amorites. His rule included the Eastern Arabah Valley from the Sea of Kinneret to the Arabat Sea, the Salt Sea, eastward towards Bet Jeshimot and southward to the slopes of Pisgah. And Og, king of Bashan, one of the last of the Rephamim, Ref, who reigned from Asarot and Edri. His rule extended from Mount Hermon and Salak over the whole of Bashan to the border of the Geshurites and the Makratites, the other half of Gilead, to the border of Shion, king of Hezbollah. There's Moses, the servant of God, and the people of Israel defeated them. And Moses, the servant of God, gave this land as an inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gadadites, and half of the tribe of Manasseh. And these are the kings of the land that Joshua and the people of Israel defeated in the country west of Jordan, from Balagad in the valley of Lebanon, south of Mount Halak, which, which towers over Sarah. Joshua gave this land to the tribes of Israel as a possession according to their division, lands in the mountains, the western foothills, and the Arabah, and the Arabah Valley on the slopes and in the wilderness and the Negev Desert, lands on which Hittites, Amorites, and Canaanites, Perizzites, Hevisites, and Jebusites had lived. The king, the king of Jericho won, the king of Ai near Bethel won, the king of Jerusalem won, the king of Hebron won, the king of Jamot won, the king of 
Lachish won, the king of Eglon won, the king of Gezer won, the king of Debri won, the king of Geda won, the king of Horma won, the king of Arad won, the king of Lib Libna won, the king of Adolam won, the king of Makada won, the king of Bethel won, the king of Tapua won, the king of Hepa won, the king of Apek won, the king of Lesharon won, the king of Madon won, the king of Azon won, the king of Shimron, Meron, the king of Asheb won, the king of Sathnach won, the king of Megiddo won, the king of Kadesh won, the king of Jokinim in Kamel won, the king of Dor. Nahopot Del won, the king of Goim in Gil Gilga won, the king of Triza, king of Triza won, a total of 31 kings. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word, in Jesus' name. Amen. And that the hearers be blessed also. Hallelujah. 31 kings, these the children of Israel overthrew. Praise God. All right, right away, we're going to be going into um, the Pauline affirmations. And I'm going to be handing over to. Okay, um, it's not online. Okay, Brother Dozier, please help us share the, the Pauline. And we'll take it right away. And we use, as we usually will do, we will um, take the affirmations. First of all, we say, my name is, then we take the first paragraph, my name is, we take the second paragraph, and so on. Kindly unmute yourself at this time as we take the Pauline affirmations. One I'm 
Praise God. Right now, quickly hand over to the esteemed Amarak at this time. Esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Um, just a quick one before we break bread. First, welcome to a new month, a new quarter. And um, as I saw the parts of the Bible that we read today, you know, when um, Brother John was reading Joshua chapter 12, and then I saw how many countries that had been conquered. And this is Joshua that just came into office. And we saw that how that God helped him to conquer so many nations in a short time. And the spirit of God said, in this quarter, especially beginning with this month, he will do a quick walk, a very quick walk. You accomplish so much in a short time. It took the children of Israel years, you know, in the wilderness and even coming out of the wilderness and trying to approach Jericho. There were just few, few lands that they had conquered. But under the tenure of Joshua, so much had happened. And then there are some of you God has brought into new assignments, maybe in your office, maybe in your church, maybe in your network of relationships. With you, he will do a lot and it will be to the glory of God. Then there is an instruction by the spirit. There's so much that's happening today on social media. And you all need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost to understand that there is, there is a, an outright um, um, war in the present world for the souls of men. And the other day I was, I was saying how that there is a goal to make satanism a norm in our world and they are doing it through every means now there is something that um i'm going to use as an example then i will say what i want to say i'm sure most of you have noticed a new trend of photo shoots by pregnant women as to exposing the bomb the, the baby bomb right and it's becoming a trend a norm um, in the past, you will see a few of it, and then you, you still saw pregnant shoots that people dressed well and all of that. But recently, there's been this trend where you have to expose the baby bomb. And it is not, um, it is not a Christian trend, let me just tell you. Now, there's something they are doing with those pictures that you're putting up. Um, maybe you, you might want to also follow up on some of those children after they have been born which you might not be able to do. Things are happening in our world. The instruction from the spirit of God, please, as much as possible, beyond the, the confines of sharing our testimonies within, with, the, with the brethren and within the church, keep 
your announcements, keep your, 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 your achievements away from social media. Now, let me tell you what I am, let me explain a bit. Um, you can, you can, um, there, there's a thing about when, when anything happens, the spirit of God would deliver you from it, but there are certain trials that you don't want to go through. Um, the, by the spirit of God, I'm praying that you understand what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, you don't have to prove anything to anybody on social media and don't be in a hurry to go and update what is happening in your life on social media. I know of a family who um, um, were, were robbed and the information that followed the robbery, that caused the robbery was found on social media. You know, because we are living in a world where you can, by social media, know everything that is happening in everybody's life. You are in USA, we know. You are in South Africa, we know. You are in Dubai, we know. So we know your whereabouts just by following you on social media. The spirit of God is cautioning us in these last days, stop it. Be led by the spirit before you put up anything. There's so much of the gospel to preach. We don't need to know everything that is happening in your personal life. Keep it to yourself. Do not, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an instruction to cover yourself. The Bible says that, I, I told you about the, the message anticipating evil, right? And I mailed it to you guys. You might want to find time. I know we're having the project a message a day, but you might want to find time to listen to it. He said, there is a man that foreseeth evil and hideth himself. He said, the simple walk it on and perish. The simple is those that will not yield to the sensitivity of the spirit of God, who will not be discerning in these last days. I don't know why this warning is coming and it's coming very strongly. You will get into certain troubles, but the Lord will deliver you. But at the troubles necessary, they are not. Keep setting information to yourself. And even in testimonies, be smart. Be wise about the information and the details that you release. What I'm saying is be led by the spirit of God, not your emotions. And don't try to prove to anybody that, oh, I'm succeeding. Oh, I'm making, I'm prospering. Yes, they've been saying things about you, but you do not need to prove anything to them. See, people will talk about you. People may hate you. People may do anything to you. But brothers and sisters, God loves you. And his love for you is unconditional. It is the most important thing in this life. Anytime you want to go to bed with everything that has happened during the day, with any animosity and trouble that anybody may have caused for you, go to bed with a smile on your face, knowing that your God, your God. If you notice when we read the Bible, every time you say, um, Israel, your um, God, your God, God, your God, God, your God. God wanted to drive a consciousness to every Israelite that he was their personal God. And I hope you caught it while you were seeing those scriptures, because that's what came home for me. Almost every place, Brother John, am I correct? Brother Doze, am I, okay, Brother Doze reads the New Testament. Brother John, you've been helping, we've been reading the Old Testament together. Am I yes, correct? Absolutely. Thank you. So everywhere, when he says God, you, the next thing he will say, your God, your God, your God. Brothers and sisters, this God is your God and he loves you personally and specially. Um, don't do, um, resist the temptation to allow anybody turn you into who you are not. 
You don't have anything to prove to anybody. If they say you are not succeeding, let it be their opinion and let them stay where they are. You and God knows that you are growing. See, if your only prosperity is the prosperity of the spirit, if the only testimony you have now is that you are growing in the spirit, you are growing in the place of prayer and in the word just by participating in this inspired by the word devotion. Brothers and sisters, it is the greatest testimony ever because with who you are, with who you are becoming by virtue of the word, in, no matter, in a matter of time, you will have, you will be, you will, you, will, you will do. The world will be amazed at your prosperity. It will come to the fore. You will not need to announce yourself. So don't prove anything to anybody. You must see why we're in a face that is getting dangerous in the world. Brothers and sisters, the person that is laughing with you, that laughs the most with you sometimes is not your friend. Not all the time. So you must be discerning of spirits. There are places that you, that even from now, because see, the consciousness of something opens your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit. Even after now, there are certain places you will go, the Spirit of God, you say, you cannot eat here anymore. Can they poison you? No. But if the Spirit of God said no, it is a no. There is, there is a story, you know, this is family and I can, I can tell you guys certain things. There is a story of a, a partner who was number two and went to do, um, thank you, sweet spirit of God. The partner was number two and went to meet a native doctor or what you call a herbalist or what you call a satanist. Let me put it that way. Let me be direct. To cause the business of the number one partner to crumble just so that he can be number one. I said that to say that I am talking about people even in church. Not everybody who smiles at you is serving Jesus with you. I'm not saying it so that you can be suspicious of everyone you will walk in love. But brothers and sisters, don't be moved by the preaching of I'm led by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says by their fruits, we shall know them. Be discerning in your spirit. Sisters, you said the reason you want to marry the brother is because he's a top partner in church. You heard what I just said. Be discerning in your spirit. Stop making decisions by what you can see in this physical world. Life is spiritual. You say it's always winning award. Fantastic. It's a beautiful thing for us to all win awards in the house of God, for us to put the things of God first, but be discerning in your spirit to know that beyond the surface, there is more that happens. And you need to know the spirit that is at work in every man. It's a test every spirit if they be of God. If he's telling you to test every spirit if they be of God, that means he's saying that these spirits, they look like they are of God, but test them to check that they are really of God. Brothers and sisters, April and the second quarter, the falling, the great falling is still happening. The great falling is still happening. In recent times, I've had to follow up on many people from the previous years who 
somehow were in my aeon. Some of them, I did not directly lead them. But I had to start reaching out to say, I have not seen you for a while. What happened? I reached out to one of them yesterday. She said, I'm no longer in Christ's embassy. I'm no longer in church. I'm investigating now to find out that the church is going through. I'm not sure if she's hearing the actual word of God because we're in an age where we're seeing so much and many men of God preaching satanism instead of the gospel. So much is happening, brothers and sisters. Somebody wants to fall, don't let them fall with you. Hold on to your salvation. The Bible says we fear and we're trembling. Hold on to it, hold on to it. Run away from trouble. Run away from evil. Hold on to it. Flee at the appearance of evil. Your friend begins to lure you in a particular direction that is not of God. First flee, then begin to pray for the friend. Especially when you know that you are easily influenced. There are some of you who you know that your relationships and your environment easily influences you. It's not a very good thing. You should work on it. But while you're working at it, hide yourself. In the light of this, we're going to break bread. And I don't want you to be afraid, don't worry. You are a child of God, you are untouchable, you are unconquerable, you are indomitable, you are indestructible. So it's not, it's not a case of you can be destroyed. No, you cannot be destroyed. And no evil fashioned against you will prosper. But there are certain things that the spirit of God knows that if you do, you expose yourself. The Bible says, he that break the head, the serpent will strike. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. for I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Take the bread at the moment. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We enter into April. And into the second quarter of the year, with a shout of victory, declaring that irrespective of what the enemy has set on our way, irrespective of the evil that is to come in the world, we have escaped. Lord, we have escaped by the power of the blood, by the power of the communion, and by the words of our testimony. You said that that is where the victory is. And by faith, we proclaim that by the blood today, by the communion today, and by the affirmation of our words, we launch into the second quarter in victory, victory parade. In Nigeria, we say jump and pass, jump and pass. That is what I hear in my spirit. It's, it's the word jump and pass. That is, you will see that issue. You will see that evil and you will jump over it and you will pass it because there will be no evil fashioned against you. See, when you are walking on the road, there might be a pit on the path. Even when you are driving, there might be a pothole and there are times when you can escape the pothole and there are times when you have to enter the pothole. But by the spirit of God in this new quarter, it will be a jump and a pass. We will not enter into a pit and be delivered out of the pit. No, there shall not be any pit entering. There shall be not be any evil before all. And we, as we break this bread, it is the seal and the affirmation that it is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please break the bread at this moment. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup. 
And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it. Sorry, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as so often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do shoot a Lord's death till he comes. Dear Lord Jesus, it is by your name that we are named. And the Bible says at the sound of your name, every knee bows and every tongue confesses to your Lordship. By this cup, we reaffirm your ownership of our lives. Anything that can touch us has to touch you. Anything that can destroy us has to destroy you. But we declare that we walk in the discernment of spirits in this new tenure, in this new quarter, and in this new season, especially in the realm of the spirit. We are conscious of who we are. We are sensitive to our environment and to our atmosphere. We know the wolves in sheep clothing. No matter how they appear as angels of light, we will know them. And by the spirit of God, we escape every, every intention, every suggestion, every inspiration, everything, every cogitation of the enemy concerning us, concerning our loved ones in this new quarter, we escape them by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. By the blood, we are sealed. By the blood, we are safe. By the blood, we are shielded. By the blood, we have overcome. And so is our testimony. When we look through the second quarter from beginning to the end, the song is, we have overcome. Our song will be that we have overcome. Our song will be that we have overcome. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. You can take the cup. So my brothers and my sisters, the word of the Lord has come to you. Be wise and be discerning of spirit. Now it's a gift that you have. You just need to find the flames of those gifts and go listen to the message anticipating evil. Brother, you say the sister is in the choir is not enough. She sings and people fall under the power. It is not enough. Be discerning of spirits. Praise God. At this moment, let's unmute as we share the benediction. Thank you so much for your time and for your patience. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us and forevermore. Amen. The grace of our Lord Thank you so much, everybody. Have a beautiful